0: Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> I always crack myself up trying to be evil. This is <laughs> this is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! <laughs> And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit on your community radio. I feel like a drag show. Now, what is it called? The Cars. Oh, the
1: uh, drag racing?
0: Drag racing. <laughs> it's like, ladies and gentlemen, listening to you live, this is Ord Energy Mon Beck. <laughs> and this is Tree Song. And...
1: Friday, Friday, Friday.
0: It's like welcome to the Dale week, right? Mm -hmm. Because people are showing. The town is starting to um, get re-energized, not because it's August, (laughs) but because people are coming back to town. Yeah. So I actually enjoyed the summer. It was laid back, and there was a decent amount of people around, (laughs) you know, and I was actually around. Usually I work away from in the summer
1: yeah you actually so. were here for the massive heat wave
0: yeah so <laughs> i got the heat wave it i got the sunset concert it. i got to go swimming a couple times um let's see what else uh, brown bag concerts oh, on yeah. wednesdays they still have those um the friday night fairs there's a few things i got to go to
1: yeah you got the uh the carbon nail summer experience right. the southern illinois summer experience too
0: before we get into our news um I get books every once in a while from different um, book publishing companies and this is from Pigeon Books. It's called Moby Duck. The true story of 28,800 bath toys lost at sea and of the beachcombers, oceanographers, environmentalists, and fools, including the author, who went out in search of them. On January 10, 1992, a freighter en route to Tacoma from Hong Kong encountered a storm in the North Pacific as the massive ship lurched through the two three story foot waves its cargo most of it lashed above deck in 20 foot long shipping containers toppled overboard and thus to the dismay of environmentalists and the delight of beachcombers everywhere 28800 plastic bath toys <laughs> ended up swirling around the pacific ocean and they got this basically this is you know many years of studying ocean currents yeah because they got to see you know they they knew they got dropped here and they got to start seeing where they showed up yeah and you know over time you know Years and years later, they, sh- they show up over here, and they're like, oh, wow, currents actually go over here? Yeah. And, you know, it's like this whole, th- it was a whole scientific experiment besides the fact that, you know, there's these things yeah. flowing all over the ocean. I yeah, mean,
1: sometimes things happen in real life that you couldn't have gotten the approval for the experiment, <laughs> but like, then it happens, and so you get to study it. It's
0: just like, um, excuse me, sir, I would like to experiment by tossing a bunch of rubber duckies in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Nope.
1: You get neither the funding nor the approval for that. <laughs> <It's like laughs> but it happened. So uh, they study it now.
0: I guess we can make fun of it, but imagine having, like, 5,000 rubber duckies swash up on your beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like...
1: Well, yeah, and there's also, there are, you know, serious consequences of, like, the rubber bu- duckies will break down and get eaten by fish or such. You know, it is a form of pollution. Yeah. But it is it does make for an amusing story and a way to study the oh. ocean currents.
0: This, this We're talking about it. This is a book. Um, Again, made by Pigeon. And um, if you'd like to pick it up, I was trying to see when it was published. A lot of times they send me these books before they were published.
1: Yeah, the sneak preview. Um,
0: This was published uh, end of February. So
1: So it's floating in the ocean right now. It's like,
0: yep. All right. The Ocean of Literacy.
1: (laughs) Coming soon to a beach near you.
0: What else we got? (laughs) Let's get into the news. Occupy. (laughs) Occupy <laughs> <Updates. laughs> everywhere.
1: Yeah, Occupy updates daily. <laughs> we occupy and everywhere. Let's see this. I, I found this one amusing. Uh, well, <laughs> it, <laughs> amusing in a certain way. Anonymous is downright outraged. There's no other way to put it. In February, a company in France quietly put a trademark on Anonymous's logo and slogan, and Anonymous recently found out about it. The company in question has been selling gear with the logo on it in their eBay store. Anonymous has vowed to make them pay for what they've done. Now, <laughs> but, an- an- no,
0: who's anonymous? Uh,
1: oh, they're anonymous. Oh, Nobody knows.
0: Like, <laughs> no, but isn't this like an organization anonymous or well, like...
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's like, it, it's sort of an, a non-organization, a post-organization. You know, it's the, it, basically internet hackers. Uh, oh, so...
0: Someone pissed off a bunch of Internet hackers?
1: Yeah, that, that's the part that I find funny. You know, these these Internet hackers who are notorious for, you know, taking down corporate websites and government websites, let's, let's make them angry, you know. <laughs> let's try to steal their name and sell their stuff and not give them anything. You it's, know? it's
0: like, oh, nobody will ever find out that it's, you know, some 15-year-old geek in Nebraska who's selling these shirts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean... Probably when they find out about it, they're just like, "Oh, some fifteen-year-old geek in Nebraska." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, think
1: anonymous. That's- is, the response of anonymous will probably depend on who exactly these people are who are selling these shirts. Right, <laughs> but it sounds like a bad plan to uh, uh, to tangle with them.
0: Well, I mean, it's not that they're selling the shirts; it's they've
1: they've co- taken the name
0: yeah. copyrighted, anonymous. Yeah, that's like copywriting <laughs> Gaia.
1: Yeah, or it is. you know,
0: Earth. Or, I mean, what is it? Human power. Yeah. You you heard my story about that one. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Um, If you've ever been on the internet.
1: What is this internet? Is it like a connection between different networks?
0: (laughs) That's the interwebs. Interwebs. (laughs) Lieutenant John Pike, the famed officer who walked down a line of UC Davis students while unleashing a fury of pepper spray. Not just any pepper spray, but high-grade military (laughs) pepper spray. Yeah, military pepper spray. (laughs) No longer works for the university. Pike was on paid leave since the November incident, but as of Tuesday is no longer employed. The university could not discuss the removal due to privacy rules, and Pike himself also refused to comment. (laughs) So, If if you would like to get links to any of the articles we're talking about, um, well, get on our newsletter list. Um, apparently, Tree Song got taken off the newsletter list. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I somehow fell off the <laughs> newsletter list, but uh,
0: I'm back on it. <laughs> All right. So if you would like to receive the newsletter, just send an email to info at yourcommunityspirit.org.
1: All right. In other news, uh, we have news about militarized police in Anaheim. Um, according to one of the articles we've got here on the list, uh, the Marines have activated several unique battalions in the past month. These battalions consist of specialized military police forces meant to quickly deploy and assist in training of new forces or uh, or drug trafficking and terrorism investigations. Conference later this month, <coughs> excuse me, in Miami will display the
0: new troops. And uh, so, yeah, it's what's what's so new about them? I mean, wait a second, troops in the U.S.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the concern.
0: I just realized that
1: troops in yeah, the U.S. using the military in the U.S. for law enforcement. <laughs> there there seems to be some concern in the past about doing that. That uh, like Maybe it's not a bad idea to use U.S. military against U.S. citizens.
0: It's not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, they need a practice against, you know, um, threats.
1: Yeah, they could get a lot of practice in uh, urban settings, you know, like what it's like to, to have conflicts in a city. They could practice in all the U.S. cities.
0: I mean, <laughs> I would think if a whole bunch of, like, military descended on my neighborhood... There would end up being conflicts. People would run. Yeah, <laughs> people like,
1: would run, yeah. And then
0: they would go after them. I mean, like, people who are innocent, I mean, yeah. or, you know, would would be scared, would act, you know, scared. And when people act scared, they do stupid things. I mean, Yeah. So there would end up being, I just, like, something bad's going to happen. It's like, um, I don't know. Maybe not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: maybe there, there's a legitimate reason for us to have military um you know going after our
1: citizens (laughs) yeah I don't know I'm still skeptical (laughs) but we'll see we'll definitely keep an eye on that story as it develops
0: last Saturday a group called ramps radical action for mountain people survival pulled off a very large demonstration in West Virginia effectively shutting down the Hobart (laughs) surface mine for three hours with a series of action now the mine had not upped security for some reason even though they were well aware of the coming demonstration 25 people were arrested, including at least three members of the press. Hmm. So, yep. why were they doing that? It doesn't really say there. Uh-huh. I mean, why do you want to shut down a coal mine? That's <laughs> where our power comes from.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, we're you're drawing know. our power from there. <laughs> well, Sorry. we're also getting a lot of... Uh, uh destruction of mountaintops and uh, a lot of Come on, nobody lives there. <laughs> yeah. It's just like nobody it's, there. you know,
0: it's just some random mountains. I mean, it's just empty, you know. When there's
1: not when there's not a mall there, that means it's empty. <laughs> it should be used. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> Me sarcastic? Never. <laughs> All right, uh let's see. Some other news. Uh three okay, three occupiers. I remember this video. Three occupiers who were Pepper sprayed in September have filed suit against the city of New York, the NYPD, and several officers. The three were corralled on the sidewalk in orange netting when they were pepper sprayed by Inspector Anthony Bologna, who lost 10 vacation days. His name is Mr.
0: Bologna. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Bologna. In in, in American speak, that's Bologna.
1: Bologna, yes.
0: (laughs) Mr. Bologna. In this this case, Inspector Baloney.
1: Yeah, Inspector Baloney. And he lost 10 vacation days as a result of his violating the rules of the spray. I'm so
0: sorry. That
1: trip to the Bahamas he was planning, he couldn't take now because he was uh, pepper-spraying people who were corralled in (laughs) and helpless. So the video of the event went viral, yeah, and I actually saw that. There was a lot of discussion of it in articles and such. And the activists say they suffered serious, painful consequences from the incident.
0: Have you heard about Less Wall, More Street? I hadn't until recently I found a few links, to, got sent a few links on it. Less Wall, More Street is a solidarity effort by two activists who are driving across the U.S. working to build solidarity and raise awareness, quote, around issues of state targeting and social control, end quote. Um, the website is lesswallmorestreet.com, and you can even watch a video of some of their training sessions. So... <laughs> All right. A couple more?
1: Yes. A couple more. What's been going on in Burlington uh, may not be hitting the corporate media very hard, but it's pretty important. Uh, First off, protesters have been hitting the pavement against fracking and oil spills, quite literally.
0: The human oil spill was a startling sight to see. Yeah, do a search online for this. I mean, it's literally, like, you know, people all covered with dripping oil, like laying... laying down like they're a living oil spill. Oh, my God. It's... (laughs) I mean, like... It's disgusting. I mean, people, like... <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that sort of stuff's
1: hard work, too. I remember uh, in the summer one time uh, doing a uh, die-in at the start of the Iraq War and laying on the pavement in the summer with, you know, corn syrup on you or whatever. It's, it's
0: a challenge. You're saying laying around is a challenge? <laughs> it, well, it's hot outside and you got corn syrup or oil or something on you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> i think just like not moving is a challenge (laughs) people people like want to achieve that like be you know a couch potato (laughs) but it's not really possible to not move
1: yeah it's a form of meditation you gotta just find the stillness there (laughs) otherwise you'll be squirming around and they'll say hey that person's that person's not dead (laughs) they're not dead they're moving
0: (laughs) so second a quieter event happened in burlington and needs some attention at the Conference of New England Governors and Eastern Canadian Premiers, not everyone was requested as they should have been. No, everyone was represented as they should have been. When the representatives from the Innu First Nation, Indigenous people who live in the direct path of proposed hydroelectric dam, arrived to join the discussion, they were quickly turned away. They held a press conference outside instead talking about how decisions had already been made and they weren't invited. While they were forced out, a delegation of Chinese officials were <laughs> welcomed in and given 15 minutes of floor time. <laughs> so, um, the Chinese officials are probably building the dam.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Or, you know, involved in some way.
0: So, in other news, locally, um, yesterday was the kickoff fundraising dinner for the Carbondale Park District super splash park outdoor aquatic center hmm. let's see what's the acronym for that mm-hmm. s-s-p-o-a-c splat park act they need to come up with a better acronym yeah so um
1: they, they'll probably just call it super splash <laughs> there you
0: go super splash um it's a new community project and funded in part by a 2.5 million dollar federal grant from the department of natural resources however they do have to do <coughs> local matching funds yeah. of like nine hundred thousand. so i mean it's not even like they have to match all of it so they did their first kickoff dinner last night and they're going to do a series of dinners i mean a series of fundraising events and the one that i'm excited about and um, you might want to get someone to sponsor you is the 24 hour swim huh. i think it's september 21st from 6 p.m till You know, Friday, six PM to Saturday, Saturday six PM. And it's like um, four hour blocks and each one of the blocks it's like a different money amount for one lap. So like the one AM to five AM, on the lowest level it's like five dollars a lap. Yeah. When it's like the lowest end, it's like a dollar a lap. Yeah. But you can basically you can decide what level. Like, you know, there's bronze, gold, platinum, Olympic. (laughs) It's like five thousand dollars a lap. Yeah. You know, it's just like, so you find someone to sponsor you at a certain level. And,
1: and, then, they, you and then you go swim. Then you go swim. Yeah.
0: Know? So, I mean, um, you have a hard time swimming, right? Yeah. So you could probably get some people to sponsor you. But the thing is, you can use those floaty things. Oh, yeah. Like a kickboard. If you can use a kickboard, that and helps. And you can take <laughs> as long as you want. You know, you, you know just get into that meditative I am a robot, say, and just keep swimming. Don't yeah. tell people. Don't tell people you're going to do that. Just say, I can't really swim. <laughs> you know, sponsor me. You know, it'll just be five bucks a lap. Yeah. You know, and then swim like five laps, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I'm very excited. If you would like more information about how the pool, this is our first outdoor pool in the area. And it's more than a pool. It has all kinds of splash things and fun things and, you know, um, I sponsored – like, you can spon- – last night they had an un-auction, and you could sponsor uh-huh. different things. Yeah. And originally I was going to sponsor um, a floaty device because, you know, I wanted to get saved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or I was like a first aid kit for the lifeguard. But then I was like, I really want to sponsor the defibrillator.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a you good know? one.
0: The defibrillator, and, you know, I was like, put a brass thing on it that says, you know, for more. <laughs> yeah. Then I was just like, it'd be much better. Like when they get saved, they like pull the things off of them, and on the bottom it said, you know, from ore. But then I was just like, even better when they hit it, it it what did you call it? Um, what is it called when you like get an animal and you like brand them? Oh yeah, brand. It brands them right there, and it says, <laughs> oh you know like, ore saves. Yeah. If I'm gonna give them twenty five hundred dollars for a defibrillator, I want it every time it saves someone's life. Yeah. It says, or <laughs> saves on them. I um did, did they turn you down for that? Well, what I did is I bought point no three point two percent of the defibrillator. Okay, yeah. So you know, I gave them some money. So I, it'll I just give have twenty five hundred dollars. So
1: it'll just have the letter A.
0: <laughs> I don't even think that much. <laughs> so yeah. um, if you'd like more information, call the Carbondale Park District at 618-549-4222.
1: Yeah. And of course the the culminating events once they've they've done the fundraising will be the opening day. Yeah, so they said
0: like the goal is May 2014. Yeah. So in like 18 months. So So if
1: people go to these fundraising events that will happen. Yeah.
0: I mean um I think no matter what no, I they they have to raise the money to build, to get the grant. Yeah. So um, and based on the dinner last night every prominent person in town was <laughs> at this dinner um it was a very good kickoff event, so I think it's going to happen. Um, I, saw, I saw a couple people buy, like, bike racks, and one person, um, you know. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, the money doesn't actually go directly to that. But it would <laughs> yeah. be, you'd probably be mad if you did put the money and the bike rack doesn't be put in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they, they do con for it, you know. It, it may all go into a fund, but then they keep track of, well, you donated for this, you donated for that. Right.
0: Well, the thing is, they need all that stuff no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> so to be open. But 75 new jobs and like you know a lazy river where you can just like float down this outdoor river and they had these like tubes where two people could be in, or you know, I was thinking my belly like lay flat on it, and so my belly would be in one and my face with like a snorkel would be in the other, so I could like float down the river <laughs> with like a, like looking down through this double tube. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like it's just like so all right. in news a series of important updates about the draft draft the drought it's the same yeah don't tell me it's not the drought with jokes yep let's check in on our old friend speaking of water let's talk about the drought yeah let's (laughs) check in on our old friend the drought shall we here's the key takeaway in case you're a rush
1: yes first thing is that it still exists there we go we're done We're done. Uh, Oh, will see you next week. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, no. Yeah, it still exists. That is one of the key points. Uh, uh, Another 218 counties have been added to the list of drought-afflicted disaster areas. That is more than half. Yeah. If you look at the map, you know, the map of the U.S. is just this huge splash of orange that takes up, like, you know, most of the map. And with these little orange fringes around it of almost drought
0: counties. It's climate change's fault. That's right. Surprisingly, zero rational people, a scientist from UC Santa Barbara outlined for Wired magazine, the ways in which the current drought is likely attributable to changing climate. You know, in a single event, it's hard to, you know, figure it out. But when it's continuous... You know, so...
1: Yeah, like any one season, you can never be positive, but it, this is a very strong part, you know, very very clearly and easily fits the trend of drought. You know, they're predicting there's going to be more drought and more severe drought, and then suddenly it happens.
0: Uh, I mean, I bet if you got, like, every scientist in the world and gave them 50 bucks to bet on climate, <laughs> they would not bet on coincidence. Yeah. They would, you know, bet that, you know, this is actually, you know, humans' fault. I mean, yeah. T- if they wanted to win any money, at least.
1: Then. <laughs> yeah.
0: Congress is told that it's climate change's fault. That's right. It's not our fault. It's climate change's fault. <laughs> and they do nothing. Well, because it's not our fault. It's climate change's fault. Yeah. Finally, we have somebody to blame. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, we should find this, uh, this climate change person and see <laughs> why like. they're, they're messing with the weather. <laughs> so uh, another point is that outside the Capitol, uh, D.C. was setting records. Uh, so there's an idea to that. You know, July 2012 was the second hottest July in the recorded history of Washington, D.C. And yet they're still not doing anything about it.
0: Yeah, but it was the the, the hottest everywhere else. I yeah. mean, apparently they have like a giant ice machine in Washington because all those politicians are cool as ice. <laughs> yeah. Keeps the place cooler.
1: Yeah, I don't even know about even bothering to read all the, the records anymore. There's so many records. Uh, the Most Days At or Above 95... Uh, in ju- in july two thousand and twelve uh most days uh, at or above hundred and it 's uh, yeah there 's just so many records being set right now.
0: The drought means a smaller Gulf dead zone. This is actually good news at, in the same sense that you know in the f- if everybody on face of the earth died tomorrow <laughs> crime would drop off
1: yeah <laughs> it would crime rate would go to zero. So. Yeah, and that's uh, the the case with this dead zone is that you know because of uh, the heat it's actually diminishing at the moment, uh, but th- it's because of the
0: drought. <laughs> so I mean that's good anyway. Oil companies are running out of water for fracking.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's just I just saw an article locally about that uh, concerns that if you don't have water for things like watering crops and, you know, having people having drinking water, <laughs> then maybe spending four to seven million gallons of water per drilling site is, is not a good idea.
0: So. It could be. How about we hold a bake sale for the oil company so they can buy more water?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we'll let them do that themselves. Oh, okay,
0: good. <laughs> All right. So,
1: we don't need to be too too generous there.
0: Well, I mean, we could just have it on the town square under a big banner that says, Ha ha, F you. <laughs> Uh, The secret in other news, the secrets drillers can hide about fracking in your backyard. Are frackers in your state allowed to keep secrets? A new analysis by the Natural Resources Defense Council showed that the majority of states where fracking occurs have no disclosure laws at all and that those that do are willfully behind in what it comes to revealing behind-the-scenes details of their operation. While the Obama administration has put some new rules in place, many decisions about drillers are allowed to... What drillers are allowed to hide or left to the states. Mm-hmm. Interior Secretary Ken Salazar complained to Reuters that state-level regulation is, quote, not good enough for me because states are at very different levels. Some have zero. Some have s- decent rules.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure... Uh uh, we can just trust the fossil fuel industry to not pollute water sources. They, they don't have a history of ever doing that before, right?
0: I I don't study <laughs> history. I don't really know. I just pay attention to what's happening now. I mean, yeah, it's like
1: <laughs> there is no past or future.
0: So, all
1: right. Yes. Do we want to get to uh, happenings?
0: Let's get to happenings. Um. I do have one. Like, if you get our newsletter, I have um, a new Olympic sport: the speed shower, <laughs> and it tells you know how to turn on the shower and then you know get in there, uh, like they do in the movies. You know, turn on the shower, take off your clothes, fluff your hair, get chased around by serial killers, <laughs> then everybody, and then you know, bam, you're done. So
1: <laughs> I'm more of a marathon shower person. That's my <laughs> Olympic sport. Yeah.
0: So um, anyway, if you would like to get the newsletter. Info at yourcommunityspirit.org showers do account for almost 17% of our indoor water use. Yes, they do. So, happenings. Yes, happenings. We have happenings today,
1: the open mic nights over at Guy House Interfaith Center. Uh, The week's theme is friendship. And any songs, performances, poems about friendship. Tonight at 6 p.m., Guy House Interfaith Center.
0: I did want to mention that Monday is natu- national fresh breath day and national mustard day. <laughs> so I think if you eat mustard you get fresh breath. <laughs>
1: Maybe you can celebrate fresh breath day all of the day and then at night you eat the mustard and you fresh yeah, it breath. It says is gone. in the day. I
0: mean it doesn't <laughs> say fresh breath day and mustard <laughs> night. Yeah. So it's like
1: yeah. Um, on oh, Wednesday is happiness happens. So if you're not happy for ho- the whole rest of the week you could at least be happy on Wednesday.
0: There you go. <laughs> uh, tonight at the Gaia House Interface Center, the International Slow Food Dinner, Friday at 6 p.m. And remember to put it on your calendar for next week for this year's Turkish Iftar dinner. Iftar is the evening meal when Muslims break, break their fast during the Islamic month of Ramadan. People of all faiths and beliefs are welcome to join this in this community feast. It is wonderful, wonderful Turkish food. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one.
1: Uh, let's see. We also have salsa dancing coming up. Uh, salsa dancing is going on tonight after the Rice and Spice Dinner. Uh, and if you don't know salsa, that's okay, because they have lessons there, too. So that's, yeah, tonight, at, starting at 9 p.m. at house Infate Center.
0: International Coffee Hour, Fridays from 3 to 5 p.m. At, in the Northwest Annex Building B, um, I wonder if it is happening this week because school is school. Oh out.
1: yeah, it's intersession, so it may not be it happening. It might not
0: be happening. So it's when school's in session. So it's it's really fun to meet and talk with people from all over the world. So
1: yeah, <laughs> and happening tonight, the Friday night fair, going on from six to nine p.m. on the town square in Carbondale. That's at the corner of Illinois and Maine. Got all sorts of uh, exciting. Stuff there, the farmer's market, live music, food court, and activities for the kids.
0: And adults who think they're kids. Oh, yeah, uh, and one, adults n- too. Don't even think you're a kid, just act like you're kid. <laughs> Yeah, you know. adults still get to play too. Speaking of which, campfire programs at the Crab Orchard Wildlife Refuge Saturday, August 4th. It's August?
1: <laughs> yes, Since August.
0: When? when did August happen? August 4th at 7 p.m. Bring a chair and some marshmallows and join a park ranger for an educational program on Southern Illinois Wildlife. That's at the Crab Orchard Wildlife Refuge. Yes. In their campground. So.
1: Also coming up, we have Habitat for Humanity. Uh, they will be working on Saturday. The address is 2035 Horton Street. They start at 8 a.m. and stop at noon. And you... If you're going to go out there, you should wear clothes and shoes
0: appropriate for a construction site. <laughs> I'm glad you kept talking. I just wear clothes and shoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You That's paused for a second
0: there. I was like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Saturdays from 8 until noon, the Farmer's Market. And then at noon until 1 p.m., the Vigil for Peace.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. We also have coming up on Friday. Uh, that would be today. The, uh, the Long Branch Coffeehouse will be hosting a sustainable living film. And this one is, let's see, uh, the League of Women Voters and Concerned Citizens challenged the city of Carbondales uh, on the issue of water privatization. And uh, now they're going to show the film Tapped, which illustrates many facets of the water privatization issue. And they're very happy to have Gail Clam of the League of Women Voters as the host for the evening of events. Uh, she will share some interesting facts about the unique position of the city of Carbondale with regard to its water control and ownership. So that's coming up tonight, 5.30pm at the Long Branch Coffee House in Carbondale.
0: And this film is from the producers of Who Killed Electric Car? So. Yeah. Um, tomorrow morning, Saturday, is the annual Audubon Hummingbird Festival at the Trail of Tears Park from 9 till 1 o'clock. And this is where, like, hundreds of hummingbirds are there pretty much all the time. But what they do is they collect them and catch them in live traps and then ban them and people adopt them. And they have, like, games for hummingbirds. And you get to hold a hummingbird and you know, buy hummingbird t-shirts and mm-hmm. see all, you know how a whole bunch of kids interact with a whole bunch of hummingbirds.
1: Yeah. It's like yeah. a hummingbird convention. Yeah.
0: it's called call it a fest. Yes. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like – so hundreds of hummingbirds – not quite hundreds of kids, but probably a hundred kids. So <laughs> anything else?
1: Oh uh, no, it's exciting, informative. Now we get to go out and enjoy the summer heat.
0: Alright. <laughs> Sounds like fun.